Well, I'm ready when you are. All right. I... I'm ready. All right. I am ready. Have we started? Yep. We start. Yep. Back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your favorite podcast. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com to check out all of our past episodes. Engage with us on social media at symbol the watchlist pod, at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure you give us a five star review. We would love it. And hello to all of our listeners and subscribers, both nationally. And internationally, we thank you so, so much. Indeed. Hi, Patty. Hello. How are you? Eh, I'm full, I'm fat, but I'm sated and happy. Went to All this right. place tonight. There's a local black-owned rum distillery, like four minutes from where we live. And for the month of May, because it May is, you know, May the 4th is Star Wars, and they're Star Wars fans. They make Star Wars-themed drinks, which are going to be available throughout the entire month of May. So they give Delightful. you this little, yeah, they give you this little card. It's a punch card. Oh. So you, you drink the first six rum drinks, and then that unlocks a special menu of additional rum drinks. Ooh. Out of the ten drinks, I've had eight of them. Nice job. Yes. And I posted on my Instagram, at Bill Ivory Larson, what a couple of those drinks look like. It's very cute. It is very cute. Well, one of them, one of them like, is. Yes. It looks like Baby Yoda. Or, excuse it's me, cute. Grogu. It is very cute. The child. The child. The drink is called The Child. And the, and the, and the place is called Striped Lion Rum. At, at symbol Striped Lion Rum, if you're ever interested in, in looking them up. They are a great family-owned business, and we love them to death, and shout out to them. Nice. Yeah. So, anyway... And I have to say, one of the things that I'm going to talk about tonight, you warned me about, but we okay. watched it anyway. Mm. So I wanted to give you my take on it. Can't wait to hear it. Watched one new thing, <laughs> and then I watched half of a new thing, which was some of the worst shit I have seen in a year. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, I watched... Like three things. Okay. Two were okay. Two were good ish. Good ish. Well, one, the topic, it's a documentary and the topic is just horrific. So I can't really say it was uh. good to watch because it was horrific, but it was informative. Well, you got to lead off with that. that. I can't. I will. I, I, I want to get the bad shit out of the way. Yeah, we got to get that bad. That not happy <laughs> stuff out of the way. Boy. So what did you watch? So, so you want me to start? All right, I will start. I always I want you to start. The Netflix documentary called Our Father. Oh, I saw. Oh, yeah. That's, mm -hmm. That was horrible. Yeah. Damn. So it's a documentary about Dr. Donald Klein in Indianapolis, Indiana. He was a fertility doctor and OBGYN for like 30 years. And for those 30 years, he inseminated his patients with his own 
sperm. He would jack off in his office, collect the specimen, and then insert it into his patient who is thinking it's either her husband's or a donor's. And donors are screened. And a lot of the time, before the donor even gets as far as filling out the form, because of their history of medical whatever or their own medical issues, they're ruled out. This guy apparently has a history of all kinds of problems because of his 90-plus offspring from these 30 years... 90? Over 90 children were conceived because he inseminated their mothers with his own sperm. Oh, Some of them God. were shocked to find... Some of them and their parents were shocked to find out that dad there ain't the dad of the kid. Oh, my God. Oh, and one wow. kid, he was one of, you know, he had several brothers and sisters, all who are very dark-haired, dark-eyed, and he's the only blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid in the family. Yeah. I met a, a lot of them found each other, like, through Ancestry DNA or the 23andMe DNA, home DNA tests. Right. They see, I've got half-siblings? How is that possible? Wow. And because it was, like, small town Indianapolis area Indiana a whole lot of them live really close to each other Ew. which means their own children they all need to be careful who they date right that's exactly what I was thinking because they could be yeah yeah one be... girl is like every time she looks at her you know ancestry thing to see who the new sibling is that pops up she's hoping to fuck she don't know that guy Wow. Because she's like, how gross is it to find out you were dating your brother? And one woman, oh, this poor woman, she used to go to, before she found out what happened, she would go to Dr. Donald Klein for her OBGYN shit. That's a whole other kind of trauma. Wait, what? She didn't know that he was her her biological father. And because she lived in that area, he was her doctor. She went to him thinking he's, you know, just another doctor. Only to come to find out he's her, her biological father and he was doing the gynecological examinations on her. Wow. That's a whole other type of trauma. Oh, my God. Yeah, this guy is a skeevy, nasty bastard. And because of the laws in Indiana, what he did was not actually illegal. He can't be brought up on rape charges because the definition of rape isn't that. And he can't be brought up on battery charges because that's not technically battery either. The thing, the guy was charged with obstruction of justice because he lied on some forms going to the attorney general. Really? He paid a $500 fine and then judge felt he shouldn't, you know, he didn't need, he what he did wasn't bad enough to be given a jail sentence. So he got a year probation. He got it. What? Uh-huh. Oh. <sighs> He lost his medical license, but he was already retired. But here, 
It amazes yeah. me. It absolutely yeah. amazes me how sex crimes have less of a punishment, especially in this country, than now abortion is having across this country. A procedure that should be private between a woman and a doctor has now more ramifications legally because people are now willing to throw people in jail over that and throw away the key. But a guy like this gets a year probation? And a $500 fine. Because the only thing they could charge him with was obstruction of justice because he lied. See, no, that's bullshit. And he continuously lied through the whole thing, claiming he never did anything. He didn't do this. It's like, dude, the DNA is speaking for itself. You could say you didn't inseminate these women with your own jizz, but you did. But you did because you do a simple DNA test and they match. Because there's all these kids who are yours. Oh, my God. So would you, okay, so, all right, without getting into what's actually wrong with all of that, because it's horribly wrong no matter which way you look at it, yeah. would you recommend that people watch this? If you're looking for something entertaining, no, don't watch this. <laughs> because you will just be angry and disgusted by what's going on. If you like documentaries and find them interesting and want to and like the ones about criminals then sure you'll probably i I can't say enjoy because this is not a story you can enjoy you would be informed for this through this about things uh they also mentioned that it wasn't until 2019 indiana is the very first state that passed a law making it a felony for a doctor to do this kind of shit. And 2019 is when a state in the U.S. finally made it a crime to inseminate a woman with sperm she didn't consent to. Jesus. And you're only going to know if you do do a DNA test at any point in your life. Right. That's the only yeah. way you're going to know. That's that's the only way these these kids found out. Jesus. Well, they're adults now, but... Well, yeah. I saw the little thumbnail yeah. on Netflix, and I remembered <sighs> that story, and... Uh, yeah, I honestly don't know these, if I could yeah. watch it, because I'd become so angry. It's so frustrating and anger-inducing, because it took these kids that the one girl who's trying to make it all like make something happen it took her years to get anybody to listen to her the press wouldn't listen to her she finally found one newscaster who was willing to take the story and that newscaster went to the attorney general's office in indiana repeatedly for i think for i want to say it was years as well or months at the minimum before any of them finally were like okay let's take a look at this wow the attorney general they ignored it in indiana which it's indiana I'm it's not in well i was you beat me by that much it's indiana yeah not a surprised. very red state oh yeah yeah 
Wow. Yeah, just another example of how women are treated in the United States. Indeed. Well, what I've got to what I've got to watch, I, I've watched three things and they're all bullshit, especially compared to that. Well, I, the three other things are kind of fluff, too. But. Three other things. You said you had three things. Total. I had a total of four. What? No. You lied to me. I said I have two that were kind of crappy. One that was pretty good. And the other one that was I don't know if it could be good or not uh, because, you know, our father. I don't know if they would say that it was good because it's not a good thing. It's... Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I have four total. So I am now going to bounce to something, as they would say on, on TV news, we're switching gears now. Which ah, is, excellent. You it's know, good to what, switch gears. It's good to switch gears right now. And we watched The Lost City. Remember that movie? Maybe. Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum. Oh! Oh, why? Why did you watch that? All right. So, <laughs> we watched it because, one, we were looking for something to watch. And it had been in our queue, even though I knew you said that you hated it. I, I knew that going into it. But Laura loves Sandra Bullock, loves even more some Channing Tatum. And you I get full ass too. with Channing Tatum in this oh, movie, Oh, you by the way. get Full ass with You him, get yeah. full ass. I mean, his ass takes up probably a good 52.5% of the screen in that shot. And I saw it in the theater. And you saw it in a theater? <laughs> I saw it in a theater. I thought it was going to be fun. Uh, and the trailer makes it look funnish. It does. But, and we were, so the Grogu drink that we had tonight, we went out with friends, April and Dante. So shout out to them as well. And they were asking me about the Northman. And okay. I said, that is not the movie you expect it to be based on the trailer. Mm -hmm. I will say the exact same thing about The Lost City, because The Lost City trailer took all the best bits of that movie. Yeah. And gave it a kind of want to see. Yeah. And discovered a craptastic movie. Yes. I uh, so and one complaint and this is this is Laura's review by the way, not my words, hers. Sandra Bullock was not likable in this movie. No, no, not at all. And I find that very interesting that this and in Ocean's 8, which I really really liked, by the way. Whenever mm -hmm. it's on TV, I tend to gravitate toward the Ocean movies because I I like those. But her character is not likable at all. And I don't know if that's within Sandra Bullock now. That, you know, she's doing these movies, whether it's for the paycheck or, you know, to, to say that she did it off some checklist. I have no idea. But she used to be so much better in these rom-com-y kind of movies. Like While You Were Sleeping, mm -hmm. uh, The Proposal, you know, shit like that. She used to be so good in them. And now, this movie makes her, even though it does give her motivations of why she's brooding in this movie. Yeah. She's just not a very likable character. No, she was, she was kind of nasty at times. Yeah. yeah. And Channing Tatum certainly doesn't deserve it in that movie. No, he did not deserve to be treated that way. No. So, admittedly, I'm watching this movie, and I'm falling asleep. 
I, I literally took the first 10 minutes and I dozed off. And I woke up and said, did I miss anything? And she said, no. And I said, all right. Where I woke up in this movie is when, and, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody because. It doesn't this, matter. This is crap spoiling. It, it is crap. So if you don't want a spoiler, don't listen now. And it's now on Paramount Plus, by the way, which is how we watched it. When Brad Pitt, and here comes the spoiler. Uh-huh. When Brad Pitt is suddenly shot in the head. Yeah. That was like, what? That was a what yeah. the fuck moment that I was like, all right, I'm kind of into this movie now. And if they had gone that way. Awesome. Awesome. If if they if if it wasn't trying to be a rom com, and actually took itself more seriously, they would have had a movie. Yeah, they would have had an absolute fun movie actually mm-hmm. to make it. For a movie that is the bastard stepchild, like you said, of *Romancing the Stone*, *Raiders of the Lost Ark*, and yep. you know, choose your adventure kind of movie from there. And, and the worst parts of the DNA of being a bastard stepchild, yes, by the yes, way. Yes, exactly. It's like, it the, it, it's like the movie Twins, where there are two twins. One of them is Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the other one is Danny DeVito. And Danny DeVito gets, like, the defective genes, if I remember that movie correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is that movie. But if they had gone the way of, yes, you know, the real hero is trying to save you, and then he's off in the first 10 or 15 minutes of the movie... That was pretty cool. And then I paid attention from then on. And you wish you had stopped. It, it, I kept hoping it would get better. And it tried to be funny, and it wasn't funny. All of the jokes fell so flat. And her book publisher in the movie... Token you know, person uh, of color. Yeah, Divine Joy uh, Randolph plays Beth in this movie, and she is the she's Sandra Bullock's publisher in this movie. And and you're right, and she is the token person of color in this movie, who is trying to save Sandra Bullock. Save from, the white girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it just yeah. But it, well, it is it is a bad movie. It's trash. Don't waste your time. Just fast forward, find somewhere on the internet where they tell you if you're a Channing Tatum fan to find Channing Tatum's full-on ass. Oh, yeah. There's got to be YouTubes of it now. And, and, and because that's a, it's a scene where he's covered in slugs and she has to get them off it's, because they're all over his they're body. They're not slugs. They're leeches. Or leeches. Whatever the fuck. I don't care. But they it's, were attached to his body. between a, I know, a slug I and know, a leech. I know, I know. But, but anyhow... The Lost City should stay lost. Yeah, that should just be erased, really. And I just, and and the last thing I'll say about it, Sandra Bullock to me, and this is what I said to Laura, has turned into Tom Hanks. Where Tom Hanks started out his career in comedies, graduated to a little bit of action comedy, and now is firmly ensconced in dramas, and that's where he should live right now. Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock probably should do the same. Because Gravity was amazing. The Blind Side won her an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't see the one where she played the the publicist, but I just get this feeling that she is just so much better now in dramas that she, she you know, I, I don't know if she's 
just phased out of comedy. Either that or the writing is so terrible. This was just a bad movie. Yeah, it's I just don't a, think it's just anybody. A I, they could have replaced all of these actors with totally different people, and it would still be a bad movie. And it would, well, but it would be a bad movie with probably more likable characters. Maybe, but it would still be bad. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think the not likableness was because of Sandra Bullock. I think it's because that character is not likable. She's a woman writing romance novels, and she hates it, and she berates the romance novels, and she berates her fans. Plus, she's berating the, the guy who became the model for her on the cover model guy. She berates him on everything he does, even though he's genuinely trying to help her, and he's really a genuinely nice person, and she's just genuinely a bitch. Yeah. Well, that character is. That's not... I don't think that Sandra Bullock being unlikable as a person in this movie. No, 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 no. no. I didn't. I didn't say that a she character is character who's unlikable. I did. Yes, that. Yes, I didn't say that Sandra Bullock was unlikable. I did mean that her character is unlikable. Okay, it, but, I thought you were talking. No, about no, 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 no. I wouldn't say. Well, I don't know Sandy Bullock. Sandy, I'm so sorry I if I came across that way. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant her character in the movie. Okay. But they explain it because five years prior to that, she lost her husband. So yeah, she has yeah. basically become a shut-in. She doesn't want to write romance novels anymore because her heart died. So she's yeah. just phoning them in at this point, and she thinks they're all shit because she's just lost all the romance in her life, and she doesn't want to do the publicity tour anymore. And that's why she shits on ev- that's why she shits on it all. Now, what yeah. I don't under well, you and I can get into this off air, but yeah, because nobody to wants to listen to me, dive just deep into this shit. Dive movie. deep into this shit, but anyway, <laughs> it is shit. The lost city is shit. Let it stay lost. Find something else better. Yes. All right, go. There's <laughs> plenty better out there. All right, so I mentioned this one in the last episode. I think this is also on Netflix. It's uh, Mike Myers' new show. Uh, that's a spinoff of a tiny little bit from So I Marry an Ex-Murderer. And I pronounced this completely wrong on the last time around. This is The Pentaveret. It's on Netflix. There are six episodes total. It stars Mike Myers playing like eight different characters. Ken Jeong is in it. Keegan-Michael Key is in this. Uh, Debbie Mazur and Jennifer Saunders has a role. There's little cameos by Rob Lowe and Maria Menounos as themselves. Okay. And uh, Jeremy Irons is the narrator. Oh. He's got a pretty interesting cast. It is a... I've only seen a couple of the episodes. They're all out, so you could binge watch this six hours worth of show if that's what you want to do. But it's just goofy as you would expect from Mike Myers. It's goofy. It's silly. Uh, Maria Menounos is doing like these little uh, Pentaveret videos as like as Maria Menounos at those you know movie videos before a movie starts at the theater. Yeah. That's kind of how she's doing it. It's really quite funny. And so the Pentaveret, they're this group of five people who since the Black Plague, have been working to influence world events for the greater good. Unlike uh, 
the Illuminati, who are supposedly evil people, the Penteverit are good people. They're just hidden behind the scenes manipulating things. And then a Canadian journalist finds himself in the middle of a mission to expose the truth and in the process save the world. And that is essentially what Penteverit is about. It's just a silly comedy of goofiness and Michael Myers being goofy. Did you say it was funny? I'm sorry. It's it, Yes, it's supposed to be funny. I found some of the bits really kind of amusing. Um, I didn't watch all of the episodes. I watched maybe two. And I thought, this isn't too bad. And, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Exactly. I didn't hate it, but the, you know, it's a certain level of humor okay. that some people might not find all that funny. It might just annoy you because it's just so silly and goofy. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. I said one of these shows is pretty okay. And this all is right. pretty okay. It's not terrible. Okay. It's okay. So the next thing that I watched is <laughs> terrible. Oh, no. It's absolutely fucking horrendous. Oh, God. It is called Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule. So okay. I don't know about anybody else who listens to our show, but every now and then I get bouts of insomnia. Ah, uh, yes. And I, and I usually get bouts of insomnia just because I'm thinking about having to finish up a project and I know it's time to go to bed and I should go to bed. And Chewie and Yobi are, like, barking and getting into fights because I'm not where I'm supposed to be at the appointed time. You know how dogs are. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I'm up last night. It's past 2 a.m. And I fucking can't sleep. So I start thumbing through different apps on my phone, right? Oh. And and I'm and I'm trying to watch this, and I figured, okay, it stars John C. Riley, who you know from practically everything, right? Yep, he's been in a ton of stuff. He's been in a ton of shit, and some of it is very good. My favorite John C. Riley thing is Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story. Yes, that I find good. that movie absolutely hilarious, and I will watch it all the time. Well, in this piece of shit, each episode is like 11 to 13 minutes long. They are not long at all. Where'd you find this? I found this on, I want to say, HBO Max. I yes, I found this piece of shit on HBO Max. Okay. So I start watching this, and the way that it starts out is like you're watching a cable access show from the 80s because the graphics are horrible and the tape is skipping and all that other sort of crap. It's like he taped over another tape to record his show. <laughs> nice. And I thought, okay, this is kind of promising. And then he comes on and it's this art verite comedy that it is it's it was unbearable for me to watch in the premiere episode of this which is only 11 minutes long i could not get through the first 5 minutes oh jeez because it, you know and then that video that video 
visual thing kept popping in, so there were weird jump cuts and everything. It was like someone was trying to make an art movie out of a comedy sketch. Huh. And it was huh. too, I, I think it was too smart and clever for its own good. If it had been more tongue-in-cheek, like Zach Galifianakis's Between Two Plants bullshit. Ah, yes. You know, at least that was straightforward and all that. Right. Not that I dug it at all, but at least that was more straightforward. This is horrible. Ooh. And I and I like I love me some John C. Riley. Hey, Johnny. Also, Johnny, if you run into Sandy Bullock, please tell her I wasn't attacking her. I was attacking her character in the movie. Uh, dude, did you do this for the money? Or did you just do this to try out some bullshit? Because I just get the sense that he was trying this out to try something different. And I get that. But I couldn't. if I couldn't make it through five minutes of an 11-minute show... Mm-hmm. I highly recommend you find anything else to watch. And that includes The Lost City. No, no. <laughs> anyway, so Ouch. there you go. All right. So my next thing is, I, I, I'm all Netflix apparently this week. Um, okay. On Netflix, it's the latest uh, Tony Collette series called Pieces of Her. There are eight episodes total. It's uh, based on a book of the same name that came out in uh, 2018. And this is, uh, it follows the story of Andy, who is a 30-year-old woman caught in a deadly mass shooting at a local diner. Oh. Moments later, witnesses she witnesses her mother violently eliminate the threat with ease. Yeah, that scene is like, What? Wow. And then she, mom is like, yo, we gotta, you need to get out of here and sends her like on the run. And Andy starts finding shit and start realizing her mom isn't who she thought she was. It's one of those, my mom, some secret has so many hidden secrets and she's like a totally different person kind of a shows. Right. You know, like my mom's a spy or my mom's, I don't know a murderer in hiding or my mom's like a Russian agent. That's one of those kind of things that turns out. Yeah. So a friend of mine told me, asked me if I have seen this cause she wanted to discuss it. And I was like, no, I haven't, but I'll put it on. And about halfway through the first episode, I'm like, I, I went and looked it up. What is this about? And I'm like, okay, I got the little synopsis there. Okay. So I watched the rest of episode one, and then I started episode two, and then I'm like, what the fuck is this? And so I look up, like, full-on cliff notes of what this show is about, because I'm just like, I don't know that I can watch much more of this. I'm not sure I care enough to watch much more of this. So I totally spoiled it for myself, gave myself the whole what this whole thing's about by looking shit up online because I just couldn't sit through any more of it. Okay. So I, I don't recommend pieces of her 
I mean, I love Tony Collette. I think she's amazing. Yes. And Terry O'Quinn also has a role in this. But I know. But sometimes no. even great people cannot polish a turd. It, yeah. Yeah. That it's just that simple. Yeah, I feel like the book is probably a billion times better, but this show it, ain't. <laughs> I I want my like two hours back, really. If we could get back all of the time that we spent on crap, that mm -hmm. would give me my knee back, actually. Oh wow! Hey. If you think about it like that, think about all the hours. <laughs> That, that we have all wasted on crap. We've either come out yeah. of a theater, turned off the TV, came out of a friend's house, whatever, and said, wow, that sucked. A concert, whatever. Yeah, that was terrible. If we could get that time back, can you imagine? That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah that would be cool. I would and, love it. and speaking of that, uh -oh. I come up to my next thing. Uh-oh. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I have not yet watched that. I was thinking about it, but I haven't watched it. So, follow me on this one. We all know that J.J. Abrams diverged the timeline mm -hmm. in his first Star Trek movie from 2008. So that both universes, the Kirk, Spock, and McCoy that we all know and love, exist over here but because of an event that happened in the star trek movie from jj abrams they have then since diverged the timeline and are now in a new thing mm -hmm. and the reason i bring that up is because the character of captain christopher pike is in both of these because strange new worlds is captain christopher pike's enterprise okay well the pike in J.J. Abrams' Star Trek met a different fate than he did in the original series. Star Trek Strange New Worlds takes place 10 years before the events that we know and love from Star Trek the original series. Okay. So the divergent timeline hasn't happened yet. Okay. So the premise of this show is that something happened and Christopher Pike got out of Starfleet. But they need him to come back, or he's on vacation, who gives a fuck? And they come and get him because a ship, they lost uh, communication with a ship that was having first contact with another species. Mm -hmm. And now it looks like the world that had this first contact is now in a civil war with itself. So they re you know they reinstitute Pike along with Spock, Uhura and and because it takes place 10 years before the original series, you have the character of number 1. And number 1 was from the very first pilot episode of Star Trek in 1966. Okay. And in the original series, she's played by Majel Barrett. Oh, okay. But people didn't cop to the fact that a woman could be second in command. So they retooled the show and made Spock. For, and in, the, the, in that pilot, Spock actually had emotion, too. 
by the way. Oh, interesting. Well, anyway, so number one's character was on the ship that went disappeared. So he's actually going to rescue his friend as well as blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The show was just boring. Oh, man. The graphics were incredible. As a matter of fact, the poster is lovely. I might order the poster for myself because it's just some, some dude on a horse watching the sky, and the Enterprise is off in the distance in the sky, and it just looks really, really cool. Yeah, it okay. looks nifty. But that's the best thing about this show. It is a show that is going to have different stories every week, like the original series. Okay. So it's it's kind of based on that Star Trek next and Star Trek Next Generation kind of premise, because they're out there exploring the universe. So like Alien of the Week kind of. Alien thing. of the Week. What's the most interesting part is that Pike, because of an experience he had sees visions of how he ends up in the original Star Trek. Interesting. Yes. And if you remember that, there's a whole episode about how Spock is trying to take him back to a planet that would help him give back his youth and take away his burns and scars and let him live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. So Pike in this show is seeing himself as burned and scarred and in the wheelchair and all that other sort of stuff. Okay. So he knows he's going to basically die. Ooh. And then the Spock character, and I don't know how Spock gets all the, all the sex now. They're, they're <laughs> just giving him tons of shit to do now. But anyhow, um, you know, he says, well, then make the most out of the time you have left because you know that's all the time you have. So mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um I was afraid that Paramount Plus would be the home of just Star Trek. And I was hoping this would be good. Hmm. But But coming off of how good Star Trek Picard Season 2 was, I'm so disappointed. Hmm. And I don't need another Star Trek show in my life. I will watch Star Trek Picard Season 3, which apparently they, they filmed back-to-back with season two, and with pretty good reason. Patrick Stewart is kind of up there. Yeah, I thought this was the final season. I didn't think they were going to do more. Yeah, Picard is going to have a season three, and most of the cast of Next Generation is going to be in it. And it will be the final season. Okay. So they filmed it Mm -hmm. back-to-back. Because, let's face it, Patrick Stewart's getting up there. Yeah, yeah, that's was like, that's yeah yeah so looking forward to that but going back to our conversation from last week about which which channels would you drop i could probably lose paramount plus with no problem yeah i think i could too yeah just it's just not interesting although there is one thing i would watch before it went away and that's that tv show the offer about the making of the godfather movie Oh, okay. I would watch that, but eh, whatever. Mm, So, yeah, there it is. Folks, I have watched crap and mediocre stuff this week. Saving you from all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, my final show is, as I said, I'm on Netflix this week. It's on Netflix. It's called The Sound of Magic. There are Mm. six episodes. It is a Korean show. 
But they do have an English dub track for you to watch it and not have to read it. Mm. And it's about a young girl. She's in high school. And her mother abandoned her and her sister. And her dad has run off because he's got all these people after him because he owes them money. So she's trying to survive and support her sister. And the landlady's on her ass because the rent's late, but... I mean, she's a high school kid whose parents abandoned her. Hello. Hmm. And she starts to learn that all adults are assholes. <laughs> you know, her dad's this childish piece of crap who runs away from his problems. Uh, her mom is probably the same way. Uh, the landlord's just giving her shit because she wants money. She gets a job at a, at a convenience store, and right when she thinks the owner is a good guy he turns out to be a total piece of shit and it just piles on all the the adults in this are just assholes and she then meets a magician who lives at an abandoned music park called magic land and he tries he he does magic tricks that make you wonder is this real magic? Some of it's sleight of hand, but then some of it's like, like he actually kind of magical seeming, but he's also a little bit creepy too. And that's kind of what this is about. And oh, by the way, it's a musical. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole opening musical number that is, it's so much fun, actually. It's a lot of fun. And. You know, you're rooting for your girl because, man, she's put up with so much shit. And she's, like, super smart, but she has to deal with so much shit. And, you know, the magician is there to, do you believe in magic? And then does fabulous things that you're like, is this guy really a magician? And then you start finding out, no, he's maybe he's not, but maybe he is. And they kind of leave you hanging on, is he or isn't he? And it's it's based on a web comic that's called, uh, how do I pronounce that? It's called Anara Sumanara, which is kind of that guy's way of saying abracadabra. Okay. It's cute. It's a really cute, fun show, and you know you get some musical numbers, which is super fun. I mean, it's very entertaining. I find it very entertaining, and it's only six episodes, so it's like six whole hours of your life. That's not bad. It's not a bad investment for some fun stuff. And there's an English track, so you don't even have to read. And the only reason I am against subtitles, the only reason is that it takes my eyes off of what's going on on screen. Because I want to see the actors' faces. I want to feel the emotion of it without having to dart my eyes down to read what they're saying and then hopefully catch their emotion before the shot changes. That's the only reason. I'm not trying to be a snob about subtitles versus dubbing. But, you know. I've watched so much now of Korean dramas with all the subtitles that I I feel that I, I do get that. Because uh, there is a sh- there's another series that's on Netflix right now. They're releasing one episode at a time, which is very upsetting to me because mm. I've caught up now and now I gotta wait. Um, it's called Tomorrow, 
and it's about uh, reapers from the underworld uh, who actually are trying to save people who are suicidal because they need to live out their full lifespan mm. and not um, because like the underworld is there's too many people down there nice so, we so can't take you to, yet we don't have room they're trying to slow their roll because people not enough people have you know you come into the underworld then you get reborn and they're they're backlogged or so they so their turnover isn't what they thought it would be exactly. people are sitting at the table a little too long nursing that glass of water exactly yeah. so they're like if we can stop people from committing suicide and help them through it they can li continue to live without their their lifespan that was given to them hmm. so uh in this episode that i just watched i my god the a lot of this sh a lot many of the episodes of this are really heavy and really depressing because subject matter, suicide yeah you know and but oh i'm i'm like throw me the box of kleenex because <laughs> i was just oh my god it's heartbreaking and heart-wrenching but I'm reading the subtitles and I'm seeing her face and I'm like, wow, man. So the more you watch, the better you get at it and you could flip your eyes around, I guess, or something. Yeah. But I, yeah, I haven't noticed it. I haven't noticed anything in any of these shows that I've watched where I'm feeling like I, I can't keep up or I'm not, I'm missing out on the actual actors. And I find hearing it in the original actors' voices um, easier to, like you get more of that emotional stuff than like a dubbed track where well, yeah. you're hearing the same voice from that other show that was a Spanish show. You know, you're hearing Tokyo from from Money Heist. A day, from Money Heist and it's a Korean person on your screen. You're like, What? Huh? Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. That like the doctor from Money Heist is on everything. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. You mean the he professor? Is in so yeah. many. Sh yes, the professor. Thank you. I got yes. that wrong. The professor money heist is in so many things. So yes. many things. He is in all the things. <laughs> He's and, in all the things. <laughs> and just as an aside, and I feel like we have to say this since we touched on the subject matter. Uh -huh. If you need help, the National Suicide oh. Prevention Hotline is eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Yes. So if you feel the need that you need to reach out, please do so. And yes, just because of yes, the subject matter doesn't mention that. Yeah. But there yeah. seem and I and I hear this all the time now about people being low and and needing help. And there are commercials now that deal with it and so forth and so on. It is normal to feel how you are feeling, but if you need that help, please go get it because it's yeah. out there and the world is better with you in it. Anyhow, it's been a shitty several years, I would say. Oh my god! And the therapists need therapists now because yeah, because damn, I, I I just can't even I can't even watch the news anymore. I I check to see what's going on in the world to stay notified, but I don't doom scroll like I used to. Yeah, I've I've given up on a lot of the scrolling um i used to sit through you know all the local news and then yeah. the, the national news and then the next local news and then the wheel of fortune and but i find myself like i got it on 
I catch the weather, and now I'm like, all right, I got more hours now to watch more other stuff. Yeah. If I stop watching this depressing ass fucking news. Oh my god. And well, I I I want to fast forward past where we are now in history. But I just hope that young people now, and I and I'm not trying to sound like a curmudgeonly old man. As my Chicago comes out when I say man, <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like a curmudgeon man, but I hope they appreciate when we get past all of this, how shitty this time actually was in this country and not yeah. shitting on the country at all. I love my country. Believe me, I love my country. And I, and I would put my life on the line for it at any time. But things that are happening now, attacking women and laws and voting, you realize how young of a country we are and how young of a democracy we are and how fragile that shit is in the wrong hands. Yep. I hope young people take up the, take up the fight and preserve our shit so that we can continue living this way. Because history is not going to be kind to this time period. It will not even if history is always written by the winner, nobody's winning right now. So any whoosie, yeah, I, I just yeah. can't do it anymore. So I, <laughs> I get it, which is why I go out with friends and I have Star Wars drinks. Yeah, and yeah. we watch crappy TV so that everybody doesn't have to. Yeah, well, even some of the crappy shit is amusing enough to be like, this is so much crap, I got to talk about how crappy it was. Uh-huh. It's craptastic. Yeah. This crap is crap. Craptastically uh, crap. Oh my god. So I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to watch next week for next week. I don't week, know what I got yet either. But honestly, I want I want to watch something good. And I, I don't yeah, yeah. you know, and I don't know what that is. Because as we touched on before, it's it's ending up that I'm watching the shit that screams the loudest. Who's got the last promo that I watched on TV? Who has the most promos on TV right now? Is it on a platform that I could watch at home versus going to the movies if I so chose? Like the new Firestarter movie I actually want to watch because it actually debuted day and date on Peacock. Oh. So if you have Peacock, you can watch the brand new Firestarter movie if you want to with Zac Efron. Efron. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually looking forward to it because it looks, you know, okay. But I'm tired of just okay. Yeah, there's been a few shows that I wrote down in my book to talk about. And then I erased them because, no, that was not even, you know, I started it, so I wrote it down. And then I didn't finish, or I barely got through an episode or two. I'm like, no, this is, no, I'm I'm bored with this. And speaking of that. So I erased it out of my book. And slight news. 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 Did you did you see the list of what got canceled so far? No. The I new Morena Baccarin show where she sort of plays that foreign spy person, kind of like blacklisty, and she kind of goes mentally head to head with a cop. It's on NBC, or should I say it was on NBC? If it was currently airing on any like regular TV network, I have not seen it. 
Well, because I haven't been watching anything on regular TV lately, except for Better Call Saul, which you know is always awesome. So her her show was called The End Game. Okay. And it has already been canceled. And I say that again in a in a very Chicago accent because it's not worth getting into shows now. That is the beautiful thing about something like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, that at least once you get all of those episodes, at least you're seeing a whole season. It's not truncated at all. The The series doesn't get canceled after the first five episodes, or, and some shows have been canceled after one episode. Yeah. So at least you, you can have a full season of something. But damn... There and I started thinking. Well, should we mention what got canceled? There's just a whole bunch of shit that got canceled on it's every a 17 network. Seventeen shows canceled in 48 hours. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a bloody week in terms of TV. And most of these, I haven't heard of. Well, Batwoman got canceled on CW, as did Legends of Tomorrow. Those are two that come to mind. Because DC um, is well, cleaning house, by the way. Yeah, this this list doesn't mention those. Um, United States of Al. Yeah, pivoting. That, that got, yeah, I don't wait. No, pivoting got canceled. Something called pivoting got canceled. No, um, I like pivoting. Mr. Mayor. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Mayor's the Ted Danson show. In the dark. I don't know. That I've heard of that. Good Sam. I've never heard of that. Oh um, man! But the new charm, the new charmed got canceled. The new dynasty got canceled. The forty four hundred B positive, uh, the end game which you just mentioned. How we roll. Keenan, his show got canceled. Legacies on CW was canceled. Magnum PI was canceled. Uh, and another CW show called Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, that's what this particular article lists. It's not a whole lot. I don't think that's everything. Oh, I was not hoping this, this show is, made oh, it. Dang it! This one pivoting. I loved. Oh well. Okay. Anyway, is that one you re- reviewed? And I just forgot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually liked it. It follows three friends after their fourth best friend, who turned out to be the glue between the three of them, dies. Okay. Okay. And they all have little life shifts that happen because of that death, but it's a comedy. Oh, that's a shame. That was that was that was one of my shows. I watched that. Grand Crew got renewed for season two. Well, that's good. That's so good. I'm happy about that. I'm happy as a clam about that. I think you mentioned Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary already got renewed that for season renewed two. That was an well. early yeah. renewal. Because that's that's one of the top shows on TV, and it's fucking good. So Abbott um, Elementary. So my four shows over this past year have been Pivoting, Abbott Elementary, American Auto, and um, Grand Crew. Okay. Pivoting is gone. On the bubble still is American Auto, and I have a feeling that that's going to go the way of the Dodo. Hmm. Be- but I liked it. Because it was kind of like the office meets the automotive industry. Okay. But I, I don't know if it's going to make it or not. Ah, uh, any hoozy. 
So did you get anybody, last things, last thing, did you get anybody respond to you on the social media about what they would cancel and why? I, they did, um, sort of. So a friend of mine says she would cancel, she's the one who told me about Vicky, and she would can she canceled Vicky because she just has, does not have enough time to watch everything. And she's so far, like, her family wants to watch things slowly. So I am like, like, I don't know. I've wrapped the planet a few times with everything I've watched beyond her. And she keeps asking me, have you seen this? I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. She's like, man, why are you watching all this stuff? I'm like, because I have to. Uh, another friend said that she, there's about eight or nine services she subscribes to off and on. And so she watches when there's a show she wants to watch, then she cancels it, and then she comes back, and then she cancels it. Somebody else said they just got Paramount Plus, and aside from watching Daria, she doesn't see herself keeping it. Mm-hmm. Another friend, she doesn't watch anything on Apple Plus because she doesn't have time for it. Um, ESPN Plus, another friend says... She hates them because they black out in market games and only provide a handful of games that she does want to watch. She used to be able to watch 95% of the games on the NHL app, but that's become a nightmare of local broadcast streaming, ESPN, ESPN Plus, and other networks. She's really angry at all of it because she wants to watch her sports. She did subscribe to Hulu Live so she could watch the Stanley Cup playoffs, but they don't give you the option to start the game from the beginning if you start later on. Oh, that sucks. So she's kind of pissed off at everything. So a friend of mine engaged with me on Facebook, and he said if he had to get rid of one of the big four, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, or Disney+, Plus, he'd boot Hulu. Okay. And then Did another he give a reason fr- why? He did not. Okay. And then another friend said there are just too many choices. She uses YouTube, Prime, and Netflix. Okay. So she didn't give me one that she would boot. She just keeps it... <laughs> the ones she wants. She keep Yeah, she keeps it tight. Okay. So let's see if somebody else responded to me. Uh, one last friend said just said Disney. She would get rid of Disney, but I don't know why. Oh, another friend recently dropped Stars. Uh... But they don't. They're they're gonna keep all the others because they they watch the others. I also drop stars, but so I get why they drop stars because there's nothing on stars anymore. I think I think truly we have gotten to the point where there's no rhyme or reason to any of them. Yeah, really, no. They're... And and I say that because we could we could dive as deep as we're going to go. We could talk about what's on each channel. We could actually... I actually spent some of that insomnia time last night on Netflix thumbing through the trailers for I Shit You Not and quite literally 20 comedy specials ranging in times from half an hour to an hour and a half, wow. each one of them. I, I only watched the trailer, so I watched a one to two minute segment, and none of them had my interest. Damn. I, I had seen one of them, but 
none of them held my interest enough to say, you know what, I'm going to hit play on that. So I think it is, it is just luck of the draw that you come across something that you find, you watch, you like, and you stick with. Yeah. I, I don't think there is a rhyme or reason, and that's why people throw so much shit to the wall to see what sticks. It has become the TV marketplace times a thousand, where you have the bandwidth to create stupid amounts of content, but you don't have to figure out where it's going to go on a Monday through Sunday 24-hour schedule. Yeah, you just yeah. throw it out there on demand, which yeah. is both a plus and a minus. So I don't know what to tell people, what to cancel and whatnot. You need to go through, get free trials when you can, see what's out there. Log on to our past episodes at thewatchlistpod.com and check out all of our back episodes because we review a lot of shit from a lot of those channels. Yeah. yeah. Some of them are free and, some of, and most of them are paid subscriptions. Yeah. And if you like it, great. Like Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Very sad that that got canceled. So upset. It was so good. That was such a good show. But it didn't find an audience because it's trying to jump up and scream just like the rest of them. And then when they start moving shit around. Oh, Jesus. Then the shit is over. Yeah. When they move your show, then you you know it's not going to last anymore. All right, folks. I guess we have ranted. (laughs) <laughs> We've ranted enough. When we start making that Joe Rogan coin, yeah, yeah, we'll be doing good. We're gonna be we're gonna be on this this motherfucker like five days a week talking about shit. <laughs> we'll watch stuff during the day, then get on at night and record, and then poof, you guys you guys have a brand new episode. Or we'll do the shit live. Hey, we we'll do a Rogan here. thing. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Watch your ass, Rogan. We're coming for you. Anyway, so do us a favor. Engage with us on social media at symbol the watchlist pod, at symbol pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson. Did what we say make sense about streaming services that you're, it's catch as catch can? If you're lucky, you find something that's great, or, you know, are you just willing to chuck it all? Anyway, so that's our question. Hit us up. Remember to check out all of our back episodes. Hit that subscribe button, and we appreciate all of you listening. Thank you so much, even when we ramble, even though I know I rambled tonight. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think Patty should just edit out, like, 90% of what I said so that my review of 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 Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, bad. (laughs) And then that's it. I get get five seconds of airtime. Yeah. really condensed podcast there's a there's a a thing for a podcast podcast one minute long this show Dwight's show yeah this show on Hulu not good okay next it's okay yeah it's okay yeah Yeah. all right (laughs) well thanks for listening everybody again be safe be gentle with yourselves and we will catch you next time okay Okay, bye. bye